I'm Effie Parks. Welcome to Once Upon a Jane, the podcast. This is a place I created for us to connect and share the stories of our not-so-typical lives. Raising kids who are born with rare genetic syndromes and other types of disabilities can feel pretty isolating. What I know for sure is that when we can hear the triumphs and challenges from others who get it, we can find a lot more laughter, a lot more hope, and feel a lot less alone. I believe there are some magical healing powers that can happen for all of us through sharing our stories, and I'll take all the help I can get. Once Upon a Gene is proud to be part of Bloodstream Media. Living in a family affected by rare and chronic illness can be isolating, and sometimes the best medicine is connecting to the voices of people who share your experience. This is why Bloodstream Media produces podcasts, blogs, and other forms of content for patients, families, and clinicians impacted by rare and chronic diseases. Visit bloodstreammedia.com to learn more. Hey there. Welcome to Once Upon a Gene. I'm your host, Effie Parks. I just got home from the Seattle Rare Disease Fair, and I'll tell you all about it in an upcoming episode. But I just want all of you to take a second and pat yourselves on your back. Even if you feel like everything is on fire and you're failing at everything, trust me, you're not. There are so many roads that you have to travel down and circle around and all the different kinds of advocacy that you have to do in a day. And I just want you to know that you're kicking butt and you're doing a good job and everything that you're doing matters. So take a second and know that this is so important and we see you. I have a very cool guest on the show today talking about the uh, piece of equipment that he invented uh, in, that was inspired by his nephew who has CP. So many of you already know about the Trexo device. It's like a robot walker. It's very cool, especially if you've attended any intensive therapy programs. There's usually a Trexo hanging about. It's a fascinating piece of equipment and it holds a lot of data and has a lot of long-term goals. So I wanted to get Manmeet on the show to kind of give us a little bit of his story, but also explain this product to us a little bit more in depth. And also just another shout out to you, Manmeet. Thank you so much for your generosity and for your donation to our Rare Disease Day soiree that we had here in Seattle. We are so grateful and we couldn't have had such a successful event without your help. So please enjoy my conversation with Manmeet Magu. Hi, man, meet. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Effie. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I don't even remember several years ago, I saw a video of Trexo for the very first time <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And I just went and emailed the address that was on there and you called me like not even that long after. And it was very surprising. And it also meant a lot that the owner of the company was so involved, right? And you explained so many things to me and you answered my questions and it was just very cool because it was fresh. Uh, and I was very excited to then later go to Napa Therapy Center where my son got to use one of these devices we're going to be talking about today. So that's how I first met you. I don't know if you even remember that. Yeah, I think it was 2019 and we, we had a chat. As a startup co-founder, you kind of have to do everything and the most important thing is knowing your users and uh, there's no better way than talking to your users directly. So 
you know, it's the more you can be involved in that, the better it is for us. So that's why I try to always stay involved. Well, I'm a huge champion and advocate for you. So I've just been really thrilled to see over the years since then, how far Trexo's come and how many kids you've helped. So I'm really excited for you all, all the time. And yeah, I wanted to share Trexo with my listeners. I'm sure most people who are at least on social media like Instagram that see reels and stuff have have seen the device that you and your friend Rahul invented, but not everybody. So can you go ahead and start at the beginning and give me the origin story of why you started Trexo? Yeah, for sure. So both Rahul and I have a background in robotics. We studied mechatronics engineering from the University of Waterloo here in Canada, and then worked in the industry for a few years. Uh, we were just building hardware and robotics products in our internships and then full-time career afterwards as well. And then after that, I studied MBA from the University of Toronto, and Rahul did his master's in robotics from the University of Toronto as well. The idea for Trexo actually started through a very personal need. Back in undergrad days, I found out that my nephew Pranit was diagnosed with cerebral palsy, and we learned that he wouldn't be able to walk. So at that time, me and some of my friends were actually building a prototype of an arm exoskeleton just for fun because what mechatronics engineer doesn't like building Iron Man. So we had these EMG sensors that were attached onto your muscle and detect what you're trying to do and this arm exoskeleton that you could wear and it could, the intention was it would help you lift heavier weights because it looked cool. And when we found out about Pranit, my, my brother wanted to build an exoskeleton to help him walk. And my brother was talking to some potential researchers in India where he lives. And so I remember talking to him when I visited India and I was like, yeah, I think you should design it this way. This would be a cool way to design it. And then I came back and basically convinced our friends that, hey, maybe we should do a prototype for Pranit instead. And that kind of was the spark to to kind of start this and push this forward. Built a very basic proof of concept initially and graduated from Waterloo. And, you know, all of my friends kind of went their own ways, started doing their jobs and stuff, and the project kind of died off. But it was just always in my head that, hey, I wasn't really able to build this for for Pranit yet. And so even when I was working full time, I was kind of working on it on the side. This didn't really take off until we, both Rahul and I were in our master's, we were living together. Uh, Rahul and I are really close friends from undergrad days. And around that time, I decided to take my internship and just dedicate it fully to building the Trexel for Pranit. And Rahul decided to focus his master's thesis on the Trexel as well. And we just had one deliverable, which was like, at the end of this, let's go to India, try it out with Pranit, and just watch him take some of his first steps. And that's it. There was no goal of starting a business or, or doing anything around that. And so we worked hard long nights, built a basic, you know, functional proof of concept, flew to India, packed it up in a suitcase, got there, set it up, tried it out with Pranit for the first time, and it did not work (laughs) the first time. (laughs) And so it was quite disappointing initially that did all this hard work. It's not working. I remember watching videos of SpaceX rockets blowing up just to give myself motivation to not give up. 
And then we went to my brother's workshop, made a few more changes, tried it out again a few days later, and it kind of worked. He was able to take like his first couple of steps in the device, which was that just felt so amazing. That just felt that it proved to us that it can be done, that technology can be a bridge to to you know improving access in in in, in everyone's life. And that was quite exciting. We came back, we came in the news with that, and then all of a sudden it wasn't just my family, but then we had other families start reaching out to us from their ass inquiring about getting a Trexo for their child. And that was very interesting for us. It was like, yeah, it's not just my family, but families all over the world that want to see their kids walk and are willing to do anything to make that happen. And so that's where we decided to, you know, start Trexo as a company with the goal to enable walking for any child that wishes to do so. And yeah, that was the beginning of that. We raised some initial capital from some amazing investors, improved the product further, took that basic proof of concept, then built a much more functional prototype, went to India again, gave that new version to Pranit, which he was then able to use just every day at home. He went on, went, took it for a walk in the park for the very first time. And that's where it was just like, okay, now we were able to see him walking regularly with it. Wow, I love that. I didn't realize the first part of that, that you had solely dedicated yourself to this and that you roped your friend in and that he got in, you know, as his final project. I love that teamwork. And I can only imagine like thinking of Ford, what was Premise face like when you saw him take those first two steps? Like, was he as wowed as I imagined? <laughs> so, yeah, it's funny. The first time we tried it, when the very first prototype, he cried. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> he cried a lot in the device. He was not happy. He's like, get me out of here. The next prototype that we took and where he was actually able to take take overground steps and multiple steps in it. As soon as he started walking, he would have a smile on his face. And that has been one consistent theme for him where he gets in the device, he has a smile and he's happy. Yeah. And you know, it's not only about walking, right? It's not parents wanting to see their kids walk and kids wanting to have the ability to like, you know, be independent in that way like other kids, but it goes it goes further than that. I mean, the amount of like bone density and muscle loss and all of the things that happen when you're sitting in a chair and, you know, the deterioration on your body is significant and being able to be upright. And I mean, it, all of your system, right? It's multi-system that starts to move because of what's gravity is doing to your body. And it's so much more than wanting to fix a disability or something like that, because it's a comprehensive sort of health thing that this can create for a child. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, the reality is I, our bodies were made for walking. And when you take that away, we start to see many health deteriorations that start to happen as a result of it. And it's a really long list that, you know, we can talk on for a long time. But some of the factors that obviously get affected are, you know, one simple factor is actually cardiovascular. So kids that are severely impacted with cerebral palsy, like my nephew, will not be able to develop a strong cardiovascular system because you're not actually getting any sort of 
cardiovascular endurance happening to your body. So if you're in a seated or sedentary position over time, things are deteriorating. It's a pretty shocking stat, actually, where of kids with severe CP, only around 50% make it past the age of 20. And the biggest cause of mortality is cardiovascular and pulmonary. I don't even think that's very well understood in a lot of the spaces, but you know, there is no treadmill, there's no elliptical or any sort of machine to kind of give these kids any sort of cardiovascular activity uh, because you're not walking at all. And Trexo is pretty much the first machine that can that can potentially allow this. A second component that also many people don't understand is the fact that whenever kids are born, the hip socket is not fully developed. And as you start walking at your at an early age of, you know, between six to 18 months, that's when hips undergo a redevelopment phase and the socket actually develops during that phase. But if kids have not been walking much or at all, then that redevelopment phase doesn't actually happen. So that over time means that your socket is not deep. So over time, you're going to have subluxation and potentially dislocation eventually as well. And then there's contractures because your bones are growing, but your muscles are not growing at the same rate. There's reduced blood flow, reduced kidney function, reduced bowel movement, reduced head control as well. It truly does impact the whole body. And when you actually bring back walking with a device like the Trexo, the potential is there. Now, I do want to caveat that by saying a lot of these are potential clinical studies that we are currently doing. And some are underway. We have some initial pilot data that's showing how the Trexo is improving sleep, it's improving head control for children. We have other studies that will that are tracking heart rate, activity, and quite a few other things as well. But from a theoretical base point, the, the general concept is, you know, bodies are meant to walk, walking is not happening, and we have this machine that is, for the first time ever, enabling that walking to happen again. Uh, at home every day. And once you enable that, what can be these potential benefits that can happen? That's that's the really exciting part for me. Yeah. You know, I actually have never even considered the cardiovascular aspect of this all, nor has any medical professional brought that up to me. But it's obviously a big red fire truck. Of course, that would be something that would impact them significantly. And now I'm just like still kind of kicking myself that I haven't gotten trek so yet. But I was also going to ask, yeah, have you figured out ways to measure Preneth's or other kids' progress? And I'm super excited to hear that you're doing these studies to find all of the other benefits of how being upright and having that mobility is helping these kids. I know sleep is probably one of the highest stressors for parents who have kids like mine. So that's a significant, meaningful endpoint all on its own. Yeah, I mean, Ben... Any kid is born, the biggest stress points are, is my kid sleeping? Is my kid pooping? And we have so many case studies where families have reported that the kid's bowel function has improved as a result of using the Trexo. So that's pretty exciting as well. That would be pretty interesting one as a clinical study too for us. That was one that was exactly in my head when I was thinking multi-system. I was like, I, I know for a fact that would make his bowels move because even when I have Ford upright on a regular basis, even in his stander, which he hates, he has better motility, <laughs> for sure. I mean, some kids, even, you know, pretty intense medication was not 
helping. Some had to, some needed ER visits, but all of that went away because of the Trexel. Again, these are case studies need to dive into proper clinical data, which we are conducting with many researchers. So we still have to wait for the official data to come out, but there's a lot of these potential avenues that are pretty exciting for us. And so the way we're tracking that is in a few different ways. One is clinical studies that we do that different researchers are conducting. Another interesting one is if you actually get a Trexo, whether it's on a lease or you purchase it, you can actually participate in one of these clinical studies where we would basically with your consent, your data would get shared with our Dr. Elizabeth Conleaf at the University of Calgary that's conducting this research. And so the interesting thing out of that is we get a overview of the potential benefits that all of these children are seeing as a whole. But on top of that, at the end of six months, you will get a report on an objective report on how your child has done over the past six months. Uh, and so they're tracking a lot of different measures around, around sleep, around goal attainment, around physical activity, bowel function, things like that. And that becomes pretty objective data that the families can then use to submit to their insurance companies and state that, hey, this is not just me saying or my doctor saying, this is also objective clinical research for with my child showing these benefits. Yeah. And then perhaps hopefully in, in the not so distant future that a Trexo could be offered by DME companies and be standard kind of equipment that you can order. Yeah, it is going to happen. We know the benefits and the potential benefits that there are. I think the benefits are not just for the family, but also for the insurance company in the long run. Having these kids walking can actually save the insurance company money in the long run as well. Yeah, absolutely. So can you tell us how does the Trexo work exactly? I know there's all these sensors along the legs and it's coupled with a tablet that helps control it and measure, you know, all the things. So can you explain how the Trexo works from getting the kid in it? Yeah. So the Trexo is designed around an existing off-the-shelf walker called the Riften Gate Trainer. So the Riften basically is the base support structure, and we design the robotic legs that attach onto the Riften. And essentially, the robotic Riften provides the stability and support, while the robotic legs provide the, the powered actuation for walking. And the full control is actually, the way the, the product is designed, the full control is in the hands of the caregiver or, or parent. And the whole device is controlled through a tablet interface. So the Trexo comes with a tablet with the app preloaded on it. And basically within there, you can, when we do the training, we will set up the device for you, for your child, and also show you how the different modes operate and how to, how to use them. But essentially we have different modes. So when I was designing this for Pranit, Pranit is GMFCS5, which is the most severely affected. So we designed this with him in mind, but as a result, we ended up with a device that pretty much the entire spectrum of CP could use. So if a child has little to no ability to walk, you can set it up where the robot is mostly doing all the work for you, or you can, with different modes, we have a strength mode where you can actually set up the device where it won't even be able to complete a step unless the child is also providing input. And you can adjust how much support the robot is providing. We have sensors that detect the user's initiation. So we're able to detect if the child is helping the robot versus resisting it and not just helping, but where in the gate is, it, is the child helping. So on the side of the robot, there's all these colors and they're not just 
fancy fun colors they actually have a meaning so if they if it goes blue it shows that the child is initiating so let's say this is being used in a therapy environment the physical therapist can look at it and they can tell in what phase of the gate is the child actively initiating versus not so that they can kind of design their their therapy programs around that to help the child build more initiation in other areas as well so there's a lot of these features built into the system at the end of the day this is a tool that can allow you to get potential benefit of you know physical therapy and re- and exercise and, and and walking benefit yeah it's really cool to actually watch it work and see how the kids are reacting to it and how much better they get in it yeah and i think the the interesting part that a lot of people don't might not know is that the trexo devices are also getting better over time so each trexo device is connected to your home wifi and over time we're actually releasing new software updates and features for example a recent feature that we introduced was backwards walking we saw these clinical studies that talked about how backwards walking can actually help improve balance posture and control just through the general concept of neuroplasticity and we said yeah let's do it so we built a new new version of the software and released it out after a few weeks every trexo user had backward walking as a potential option available for them oh my gosh that's so cool so we can just download updates to it like a for real robot exactly yeah <laughs> that's so cool now when you mentioned the wi-fi is that just to kind of update it because you should be able to take your trexo out like to the park and things right you shouldn't yeah. you don't have to be connected to wi-fi for it to function properly exactly yeah. it's not needed to for it to function properly but for example you can take it outdoors let's say you're walking in a mall or something uh, but when you come home it will connect back to your wifi and then it will download the updates and 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 do the data transfer at that point that is so cool i know ford is obsessed with going backwards even just in his wheelchair so i can imagine what it would feel like to walk backwards and you know something that i think is important is figuring out ways for our kids to do this really tough stuff this therapy and not always have to make it such hard work and to not always have it be such a clinical environment right which is a, yes. one of the reasons i'm such an advocate for hippotherapy kids on the horse oh yeah one there's that magical element of an animal and being outside and having your legs stretched in a way where you don't feel like you're working and it doesn't seem as painful because there's an aspect of fun to it and something that's different and it's not only for the child i think it's for the families too that breaking out of like just these super clinical and sticky ways of getting our kids the help that they need with their physical therapy is just as important for them as it is for us to make it less uh because this is a lifelong thing and i think part of trexo is that it's fun and that can help a kid progress even even more so i think in the physical therapy space this has been a big shift in understanding of what is considered effective therapy and and now the understanding is therapy is effective if it is functional but if it is if it is functional if it is being used in your everyday life and everyday activities that's where you're going to have the maximum impact from it and that forms part of our core belief one aspect is that you know if you want this to be effective this should be in your home setting this will not be as effective if you are going to a clinic using it for 30 minutes and then you're back into the wheelchair for the rest of the day you're not getting that sort of transfer of function that you would get if you're actually using this at home 
and you're walking through space, your proprioception's improving. The second aspect that we strongly believe in is if you want long-term benefits, it requires long-term usage. And what that means is not using this 30 minutes once a week, but actually using this, you know, seven days a week where you're using it in the comfort of your home and of your daily activities. And, and that's where you're having the maximum benefit from it. And we actually see that, you know, for so many children going to the therapy center is a stressful activity and you have to make sure the timing is right. Uh, you have to take time off of work to even go there only to get there and to realize that, hey, last night my kid didn't really sleep well. And now my kid is sleeping through therapy. It ends up being a waste. But but with the treks overseeing families, you know, some families are reporting that they're using it at 7 a.m. in the morning and others are using it at 11 p.m. at night because that's where they're finding the best time and uh, they're finding it most effective at that time. So it gives you just so much flexibility. And that's our core belief that that's how it should be. That's how effective therapy should be. Yeah. And I think every parent totally understands that and agrees with you. I love the differences of being on the kids schedule, right? And like when they're the strongest and when they're at kind of like their optimal energy level to really maximize the the use of it. And yeah, I think if it was something that was in your home that had all of these features of where it was fun and it was new and it was not putting so much stress on the caregiver to also use their strength and their muscles to get you into something that it would be a heck of a lot easier to incorporate into your daily life seven days a week, as opposed to some of the other things that, you know, we're supposed to do at home. But it's just so much of a chore still, because as a parent or a caregiver, you have to put your back into like everything. Yeah. I mean, with the Trek, so you can incorporate so many games into this to make this fun. And these games can actually have a very useful benefit. Like if you incorporate throwing a ball, there's you're, you're working the entire body with that one activity. And oh, talking about features, another feature that we recently released was standing mode. And in standing mode, the legs basically convert into a stander and they will just hold your legs in a standing position. So if your child does not like a stander, or if you don't like having multiple pieces of equipment around the house, then you can just press stand mode, use it as a stander for 30 minutes or so, and then and then go for a walk afterwards. Oh my gosh. Less equipment is music to my ears. Yes. Uh, okay. So again, I'm really sad I don't have one of these yet. How do families acquire a Trexo? How do they afford an Trexo? Are there creative ways to get a Trexo. Tell me all about purchasing one. Yeah, so there's two options. One is if you want to buy the Trexo outright, it costs around thirty-five dollars to $40,000 to purchase it outright. The second option is a leasing option where the Trexo costs $1,000 to $1,100 a month, and you're leasing it in one-year increments. And at the end of year three, you own the device at that point. Uh, but you can use it for one year and then you can cancel at that after one year and it, if, if it's not working or you can renew it at that point. And so if you renew it for up until year three, then you own the device at that point. Those are the two main purchase options available. Many families are also using options like fundraisers. There's a f quite a few grants available. Make-A-Wish 
so many families have gotten the Trexel through Make-A-Wish because we have a program there called a Wish to Walk program, which is quite exciting. And yeah, so there's a lot of these options available. We are starting to get some insurance coverage as well, which is which is quite exciting as well. That is exciting. That is super hopeful. I'll have links to grants, fundraisers, Make-A-Wish in the show notes. You might have to help me with some of the grants that maybe you've seen work. Yeah, we have a bunch of resources on our website that uh, we can definitely include in there. Okay, great. We'll include that. Just kind of like some random questions. What are the requirements of the device? Like if a family just got a brand new Riften Pacer, can they use their Pacer to get the robot put on top of it? Or does it have to be something solely that you guys have created and sent to the family? No, yeah. If you already have the Riften Pacer gate trainer, the Trexel can simply attach onto that one. Or if you don't have one, then you can get it yourself or we can also sell you one. We are also a distributor of Riften. So we don't really care how you get the Riften, however you want to get it, whatever is most effective for you. We can work with you on that. Does that adjust the price at, at all or is it the robot that you're purchasing? It's the robot that you're purchasing. So that does not include the Riften. Riften, either you buy it separately or you get it yourself. Okay. So if you have a Riften, donate to another kid who can't get it and just buy this because it's the same. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Okay. All right. I love the Trexo. What is in the future? Like, what are you looking to invent next? What are some exciting things coming up? Obviously, the endpoints and the clinical kind of research that you're doing is exciting and hopefully becoming a part of the insurance world. Uh, but for other kinds of like robotics and wearables, what are you what are you doing? Yeah, so I think one thing we are doing is we are essentially building the largest database of human walking on Earth. All of these Trexo devices that are that are walking are collecting data points for us: position, velocity, acceleration, torque, and that comes back is fed back into our server. So we actually have a really cool opportunity to develop some very unique algorithms that have never been done before. And so what we're what our end goal is to essentially build smart algorithms that can adapt to each user, learn the child's walking pattern, and only provide assistance in areas where the child needs versus back off where the child does not need support. So that would be like the ideal version of what we're trying to design. And that needs a lot of data. And that's what we're doing. We actually just this week or last week crossed a very cool milestone that I'm happy to share here. All of our Trexel users just crossed 40 million steps together, which is enough steps to walk around the earth twice. Oh my gosh. Congratulations. That's Thank amazing. You. Yeah. So quite an achievement for quite an amazing milestone for us to say that kids who have difficulty walking have now walked around the earth twice together. And that's, I think at the end of the day, that's the power of technology and to think of it as an enabler. And there, there's a quote from Dr. Hugh Herr that I really like, who says, there's no such thing as a disabled person. There are only disabled technologies. And what you're trying to do is, it, you know, build technologies that enable people. And that's, that's, I think, resonates with me a lot. You say the power of technology, but I think this is also the power of a personal story, right? Like this was something you were deeply called to because of your nephew. And I think that that is 
part of your success. And I think that it just brings so much more realism to the design in general. And I'm super excited about finding patterns of the specific uh, person who's using the device. That's extra cool. I love that feature that you're working on. And wow, congratulations. That makes me just smile with both of my cheeks so much to even imagine all of these sweet angel kiddos walking around the earth together. I love that. Yeah, it's such a it's it's, it's such a special moment for us. And some of our kiddos, we have a few who have individually crossed a million steps and it's become part of their life. And, you know, they can't imagine life without the Trexo now. So it, it is, you know, it initially it started off with, a very simple theory of, you know, what if, like, can we help Pranit take his first steps? From that, it became something around, you know, what are all these benefits of walking that you can have if you are walking every day and, you know, understanding those and, and kind of seeing those come to life. And now it is, you know, seeing some of these kiddos achieve some really, really amazing milestones, which are, um, you know, really special. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for all of your work and for the service to our community. I'm so grateful that you exist. And everybody, I know I'm always hitting you up for research dollars, but I think I'm going to be hitting you up for Trexo dollars next. Now, this is really exciting. And I really appreciate you being my guest. And I hope that uh, my friends listening learned something. I know they're going to go research this now even more so and realize all the benefits that you don't just get to see from a video, especially about, you know, the health of their overall bodies and systems. So thanks so much, Mamit, for being my guest. It was really cool to learn more about Trexo, and I'm excited to share our conversation. Yeah. And uh, I think one last thing that I would like to mention is most of our families find out about us through social media or referrals uh, because one family uses it and then, you know, many others see it. Generally, the biggest question on everyone's mind is like, yes, but will this work for my child? And so we do have some clinical locations where you can potentially go trial the Trexo. Uh, we can put that link in the show notes as well. But also we offer a kind of, we offer a two-week cancellation period. So let's say you get the Trexo on a lease or you purchase it. Before you even get the device, we do a fairly in-depth assessment where our team is evaluating and making sure that the Trexo is going to be safe and also is going to be beneficial for your child. And once that is approved, that's when we will ship you the device. And once the device gets shipped, you know, let's say for whatever reason that your child is just not liking it, which can put, definitely happen with certain uh, equipment. We offer a two-week cancellation period, like, you know, for try it out for two weeks. If you're not liking it, let us know we will basically offer you a full refund except for the shipping cost. And that's something that families are really, really liking because they can just, they feel less stressed about committing into a technology and, and not being sure if their child will actually like it when they use it every day at home. Thank you so much for adding that. I totally forgot to because I'm obviously an impulsive shopper because I've tried it before already. Uh, but thank you so much because I know most of our kids really end up not meshing well with most of the things we buy them from toys to equipment. So that's a very amazing value added service that you do. So you can't afford not to at least check it out. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks, man. Me. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This was pretty awesome. 
My pleasure. Ooh, and I would like to add, man, me over here actually donated to our rare disease soiree fundraiser that we had on rare disease day uh, and helped us uh, have that beautiful event. So thank you again for helping us on rare disease day. We raised a lot of money for our kids and part of that was thanks to you. Well, thanks for saying that. Appreciate it. I hope you've been enjoying this podcast. If you like what you hear, please share this show with your people and please make sure to rate and review it on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also head over to Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to connect with me and stay updated on the show. If you're interested in sharing your story, or if you have anything you would like to contribute, please submit it to my website at effieparks.com. Thank you so much for listening to the show and for supporting me along the way. I appreciate you all so much. I don't know what kind of day you're having, but if you need a little pick-me-up, Ford's got you. (laughs) 